Heights. Well, here with us is Geraldine Ozero. Am I saying that right? Roscoe. Yeah. Roscoe. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, she's here with us and she's a hypnotherapist and she has dealt with people who have ET contacts and she has her own YouTube channel and she's got quite the following and a huge list of credentials that she's going to tell us about. So can you tell us where you grew up and a little bit about, about yourself? Yes. Hi. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, I'm Geraldine Roscoe, um, and I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, and I also do something called epigenetic psychotherapy. And my primary area of work is learning about how um, we are affected by our emotions, everyday experiences, and how it affects our DNA. And how I got into this work was essentially through a life-changing experience in 2013. It was an interdimensional contact experience that resulted in the activation of my intuitive ability. And from there, beginning to learn as you know what I was seeing, um, I began to see people's fields, colors, uh, the stagnation, their organs, tune into what they were feeling, what, what the emotions were, how those emotions are held in the body energetically, physically, and in the field. So I began to dive deep into the field and kind of learn about this, uh, I guess, holographic anatomy that we have that's beyond the physical body and how it correlates to our experiences both conscious and interdimensional and essentially uh, teaching myself and also learning from these different modalities such as pranic healing which is a form of using life force for healing Um, so I became certified as a medical pranic healer quantum energy healer. I was very interested in Qigong, which focuses on the cultivation of life force and how to manage it. Um, so that's primarily where I learned how to, how to, you know, um, essentially kind of confirming the things that I was seeing in the people's bodies and essentially seeing that it's nothing new. It's something that we've been studying for centuries. You know, many, many people have tuned into this awareness um, and the beauty of it was correlating what I was seeing with these ancient studies on, you know, Taoist structure of the body and, um, you know, Chinese medicine, how that comes, our, um, the, uh, what is it called, the ac- acupuncture runways of energy in the body were very similar to what I was seeing in the body. And, and then the other layer of that is understanding the connection between that and out-of-body experiences. How do we record it? How do how do we come into the physical body? What does it mean to incarnate in the physical body um, and have this life that we have? So um, kind of went into all those things and I decided to study um, hypnotherapy, uh, psychotherapy in these different areas in order to better understand how our brain functions and how we enter into these altered states, essentially. So that's that's how that happened wow that's super interesting we have to hear more about that uh et contact um if you can detail that a little bit more oh yeah sure absolutely so in 2000 so uh i'll preface first by saying that um i'm founder of bay area meditation so i teach corporate meditation programs here in san francisco bay area and um, I guess I, there was a, uh, alongside of that, I had a event planning company and um, I began to kind of realize that what I was doing in my event planning company felt very superficial and I wasn't very fulfilling. And so uh, I took time off from that career and I dove deep into meditation 
And I took maybe three, four months in 2013 where I was meditating up to nine hours a day. And what that allowed me to do was to deprogram my own programming, everything that I was experiencing from childhood, traumas, you know, uh, begin to understand how I how I came to be. Um, and I, what triggered that was that my fiance passed away at the time. You know, it kind of in, in, those inquiries began at that point. Um, so essentially, in 2013, as a result of this kind of experience, um, one night in October, um, I, I was meditating, went to bed, and um, I, I wake up to this incredibly white light. I'm woken up by this white light in my room, and I'm confused as to what it is because my blinds are closed. Um, and I look down at my phone, and the time is exactly 3.33 in the morning. And I didn't really think very much of those numbers then because I wasn't very you know, fascinated by that or interested in that. Um, but I put the phone down and I wait for a little bit, hoping for that light to move and it doesn't. So I get out of bed, I walk to the window and I look out my window. Um, and as I'm pulling the blinds down to see the, the light, I thought that maybe somebody was a huge truck. I live in a very quiet suburban neighborhood. Um, you know, it's kind of like a curved road. So for a light to enter my room that bright, the car would literally have to be on the other side of the street shining their light directly into my room um so essentially the light became so bright that it burned my eyes I, my eyes started to water and next thing i know my entire body paralyzes and i'm being drawn through my wall through my window i feel my body as if it's being pulled apart and then i'm somehow brought back together and i'm outside of my house i'm on top of the roof of my garage and there's this gigantic brilliant light to the left of me and of course I can see my neighborhood you know in the dark um, but there is an incredible stillness like nothing is moving no air no wind no animals little cats uh, usually I mean not a single sound you know just completely frozen in time and um as I as I turn to my left from this white light emerges these incredible shadow tall things that begin to be, get clearer as they walk towards me and the bodies begin to form into these beings these tall beings um, about seven foot tall very tall and their their heads are bigger they have like these gray kind of bodies very thin um, kind of like very skeletal kind of kind of body thinner um and 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 then soft in the belly and then it's like a, a radiation of gray going into a yellow belly and the eyes are just magnificent I mean they're huge huge eyes in in, in the face and the, and the feeling that I'm getting from them is very gentle like there's no aggression of any kind but I was horrified because I, I don't understand what I'm seeing. I'm not very into sci-fi films. So for me, like this was something new. I, I really wasn't introduced to this concept of aliens or grays yet. Um, so it, it shattered my perception completely, you know, and um, the being approaches me out of, out of the, the six of these beings. One of them approaches me, lifts the hand, comes about here. And I hear in my brain telepathically, calm when he says calm all of the terror i mean i i felt like my body functions were just losing it you know because I, I was horrified it just completely eliminated from the body and at that point uh i was drawn with them 
taken into the craft. Five of them walk in and this being just draws me in. And as we walk into the craft, um, I, I didn't understand it was a craft. First, I want to be clear. It just, it was a huge light. It was organic plasma energy. And as you step into the craft, it would respond every step that you take inside of this metallic plasma that isn't really a solid because it was just constantly moving. And as I'm walking into the craft, the craft has like a double kind of hallway. It's, I, I guess it's a lenticular kind of shape and it takes me to the left and they create a holographic imagery, a very fake holographic, very simple of a green grass and a blue sky within the craft. So I can't really see where I'm going, but I'm being directed by them. And as I'm looking at this fake green grass and, and sky, I'm being brought into this gigantic glass obtuse building. And uh, as I walk into it and turn around, I see two of these tall grays and my aunt in her nightgown, unconscious, walking in between them. And as she's walking in between them, I can tell, you know, she has uh, her hair just over her face, not, not all the way, but, and I'm calling out to her, nobody can hear, you know, and um, she's brought and then taken in through that hologram into some room I cannot see where. And the terror starts to come back and immediately they remove the hologram and I'm inside of this, room the same room it's just that they took the holograph off and um there are three grays smaller ones holding up a holographic prism and as i scan the room quickly i'm seeing this holograph of galaxies universes in a blue incredibly beautiful technology and I can see beyond the craft. I can see through it into stars. I'm seeing in the sky, like the night sky. And I'm just not understanding where I am or what is happening. But as I connect with these beings, from the prism begins to emerge some language, okay? From the first layer comes some kind of alien symbol, some kind of alien language. And um, as it starts to speed past, I begin to get images in my mind telepathically. And um, I try to understand what they are. I can't recognize them. They look like mathematic symbols. They look like, uh, you know, symbols I haven't seen. And, but as I relax, I'm noticing the images in my, in my brain start to emerge. And the images are um, very universal concepts that include the individual, the human, the society, the culture, the world, the planet, the place in which we exist in the galaxy and even more. Um, so that's how each concept is kind of delivered. Um, so this is removed. And in the second uh, layer, they show me the Pleiades and they show me the planet Maya. And we are we, we go to the planet Maya and they show me this in the Pleiades. Um, I'm shown a series of information uh, and brought back. Um, I won't go too much because, you know, I'm sure we're a little bit stress for time but um in in the next prism um there were eight little lights that four of them emerged into these children and these children were a mix of humans and and uh some other species uh they had these incredible eyes like the grays but in a human body and the body was thinner 
the head was large, the eyes were very complex, their pigmentations. And the, in, the moment I saw them, I recognized myself in them, in, in the way that they would move, in the way that they would communicate, the way that they would look. It's just like seeing a long lost, you know, family member of some kind. And this incredible maternal instinct just came over me. So as soon as I saw them, it's almost as if they knew what we were doing. I didn't, but they knew. And I was trying to remember, like, how could I have forgotten that these children existed? Where did they come from? You know, I, I, I was trying to think back to my life where I missed this important information. And, um, you know, they, they removed the children and I became emotional. And they began to show me essentially how, what the matrix is. Okay, so what is the matrix? And um, they showed me a field with tulips and they uh, showed me the molecular structure of that tulip and essentially taking a look at how everything is kind of a network of life force. And humans have uh, an energy center, which is a soul that has a different structure of life force aside from what we can say is more like a holographic matrix, I guess. So this is kind of what they were trying to show me. And that, for the first time, understanding that uh, gave me this incredible peace that I never experienced in my life. And um, I was thrown into a nebula. It's known as the Ryan Nebula. And as I saw this nebula, I began to understand myself as a human, but also myself as all these other parts. And, you know, for the first time, feel, feeling completely interconnected with everything and nothing at the same time. Um, so this is a emotion that I never knew before. And the next thing I know, I am upside down on my bed, at the end of my bed, and my feet are dirty and I have burn marks here underneath my my eyes. Um, and the first thing I want to do, I feel, I feel my entire body is sore and I feel like I wanna call the hospital or the police, I didn't know who to call or my, I just didn't know how to place this experience because it was so real. Um, but I was even doubting, you know, what, what kind of experience is this having these physical side effects? Um, and so um, on Monday, uh, when I went back to work and I, I was sitting with my meditation client, I mean, she just looked like this gigantic ball of light with different colors, you know, and I realized that I was seeing the world completely different, so much to the point where I couldn't leave my house for about three months because of the level of sensitivity, and I didn't understand what I was looking at. So that changed my life completely, and if it wasn't for the activation of those intuitive abilities, I myself, I'm not sure that I would have understood what that experience was, you know. Um, so I didn't say anything for several years because I still had my event planning company and I was engaged to someone. They didn't want me to talk about this. They thought I would sound crazy. Um, and they wanted me to, you know, just suppress completely. Um, but I felt like I was living a double life and I still had so many questions. So in 2017, I decided to get a hypnotherapy and join one of these support groups where I began to hear hundreds of women having the same experience and men. Um, and so I decided that, you know, the amount of information that I received was interesting. In the hypnotherapies, I was downloading information about the origins of life and the, con the connection between interdimensional contact and procreation or hybridization. 
Um, so this is my area of expertise, and this is what I talk about. So this is how we got here today. Wow. That is an incredible detailed story. Yeah. That was amazing. It gave me goosebumps on some of the parts you were saying. Um, and the fact that you said, too, that you saw your aunt during oh, yes. the interaction, too. Did you think that your family has a, a, a lineage of um, yeah. contacts? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about the part about my aunt is that um, in 2017, when I became public with this information, um, I was invited to do a, a um, documentary, Extraordinary, The Seating. And when this documentary was public, it was the first time that I was sharing with my family my experiences. So when she heard the experience, she re remembered that, that day in October, uh, that she had a dream that a being, and she doesn't, when nobody talks about aliens, ETs, or any of this stuff in my family, she had a dream that this being with large eyes came in and put something in the back of her head, and she woke up within the hour with a high fever of 104 and ended up in the ER. Um, so she'll never forget that experience. And, you know, when we compared uh, the imagery of what she was experiencing that exact night, I understood, you know, there was some kind of connection, but essentially many of the members of my family have had contact after we talked about it, including my father, my mother, uh, my grand, my grandmother. Um, so it's something that does go in the family. Yes. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I want to talk about something that you told us before. You said it was three, three, three in the morning when that happened. Do you think that means something? Because I heard that before from other people also. Yeah, it's a very common phenomenon for experiencers. And there's two ways to look at this, okay? Um, our organs regenerate at a certain time in the night, okay? From 10 to 2 to 3 in the morning, different areas of our bodies are regenerating. Around 3, 4 in the morning is the area where we primarily usually access the deepest sleep state for the body. And uh, it is the, air, the area in which the layers of the body externally between the 8th and the 13th begin to regenerate in the body. So most ET contact, most interdimensional contact occurs during this time of the night, of course, depend, relevant to your hemisphere, right? Because you're your southern and northern hemisphere. Um, you know, those cycles are just inherent in the body somehow. And most experiencers have the experiences at three, between three and six in the morning is the time when these experiences mostly happen. These consecutive numbers, in a way, they function like they function like portal ways in, in, in a way, okay, of, of memory, that it begins to activate something. And these synchronicities are meant for the human to remember as much as possible. It's like a wake-up call. It's like in inception, you have the concept of the dreidel that, you know, if you're sleeping, the dreidel will stay. But if you're awake, the dreidel will fall. So these kinds of numbers, these consecutive numbers are kind of in that way meant to trigger an awakening of consciousness for the experiencer and hopefully remember what, what is happening. Oh, interesting, interesting. I wake up almost every night, three o'clock. Every night, three o'clock. Yeah. I don't know if that means something, but I it's almost every night. I can remember the last few nights that I didn't wake up three o'clock, but it was it's always, wow. always three o'clock. I don't know what it means, but 
nothing happens. I just wake up three o'clock every every day. <laughs> now, and, do you have any dreams before you wake up at that time? The last yeah the, the the last night I had a, I had a strange dream. I remembered when I woke up, but now I I have forgotten about it. But yeah. I had a I always have strange dreams. But um, another thing that happens to me um, for a few weeks now, I would say, I lay in bed at night, and just when I'm about to fall asleep, and it's crazy, I never told somebody about it before. Every time when I'm about to fall asleep, exactly at that point, I have the feeling that somebody's pulling me, like, like mm. I'm not really moving, but I, yeah. but I have the feeling some somebody pulls me up, tries to is trying to, to shake me or pull me. I, I have the yeah. feeling, but I don't move. You know? Do you know what I mean? It's, right. It feels strange. It's a strange feeling, like three or four times, and then it's it's over. You know, there have been many studies that have been done on out-of-body experiences and the physical effects of leaving the body. And actually, the pulling sensation is one of the most common sensations that people experience when they're about to leave the body into a deeper dream state. Um, they, they have sensations of falling, sensations of pulling, loud sounds. Uh, that usually will wake them up. And the, the idea is to just allow yourself to let the pulling continue without fear. And that will allow you to kind of leave the body. But it might be this. This is something that, that I hear a lot in my groups. <laughs> it's very interesting. And yeah. since we have you here today, I can tell you about another story if you don't mind. Yeah, please. A few days ago, I was sitting here podcasting. Then I stood up went to the kitchen, had a glass of water, and then I went to bed. I climbed on the bed and laid down. And as I lay down, I had the feeling that I wake up. And then I just were laying there and I and I was thinking, did I really come from upstairs now? And it took me a few seconds to realize that I was in bed all the time. Wow. I was I was already in bed like for one or two hours, but yeah. it felt so real going, getting up here from my desk, going to the kitchen, have a glass of water. It was like totally realistic. And mm -hmm. as I lay down, I had the feeling I wake up. And then like after 10 or 15 seconds, I realized I was in bed all the time. It was like a completely realistic dream. And there was another strange thing when I left the living room here. Um, I'm going to the kitchen straight and to my right um, there is a, a long hallway and at the end of the hallway that what I realized after I realized that I was not downstairs I saw um, like a dark shadow like a figure and later I thought it must have been a dream I saw this figure it was dark and it was big and in this, I call it dream. I went upstairs pretty quick. I was a little bit afraid of what it could be. But in, in real life, I, I would have not uh, run away. I would have I went, I would have went there and, and, and see what it is. So that was strange too. I saw this, this black dark figure, like a, like a humanoid figure, just standing there. I had I didn't see eyes or 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 face or hands, but it was like a humanoid figure. It was very strange. 
I thought it was a dream, but it felt very real. That is amazing. Um, now, what do you recall any time differences from the time you went to bed? Were you aware of the time? How much time passed since you went to bed and the time that you became aware that you were actually sleeping? Do you remember that? So do you mean when I, the point when I, where I laid down and then yeah. I woke up and realized I, was, I wasn't up, uh, downstairs? Yeah. It, it took me like, like I said, like maybe 10 to 20 seconds to realize that I was in bed all the time. Like 10 okay. to 20 seconds. Then I realized, one second, I wasn't downstairs. I'm I'm here like for, for an hour already. Yeah. For an hour. So you think it was an hour and the time was equivalent to that? Or do you think you had missing time? This is the, the question is actually leading towards, do you believe you had missing time? Because the way that you're telling your story, I hear this every month in my support groups, by the way. Hmm. Uh, this kind nature of story uh, and a lot of people discover that the time they went to bed is like way longer than the time when they you know, they feel or it's shorter or it's like this there are different time changes so I don't know if you experienced that maybe crazy when I when I realized I I wasn't downstairs I thought it must have been a dream so I mm -hmm. yeah yeah but that's crazy yeah yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, the majority of these experiences, mind you, are, are out-of-body experiences. Interdimensional contact is out-of-body experiences. So that means in dream time, you know, people fall asleep and then they have these experiences. But there are a small number of these experiences that are literally affecting the physical body, leaving remains, leaving marks. And one of these incredible side effects have now been pregnancies. Okay, and this is what would happen to me, and this is what makes the phenomena so interesting. Um, becoming pregnant when you're a virgin, like what happened to me, uh, having a miscarriage a couple weeks after, and then combined with that are these incredible visions and dreams, these experiences like this. So this is the phenomena of the hybridization program, and you know we'll, we'll, we can go deeper into that if you want to, but um, that's yeah. one of the possible side effects. I, I think it's very interesting. What do you think this shadow figure was? Yeah. You know, well, the thing is that, you know, we think that we're just humans interacting in this physical realm. But if you were to change your vibrational frequency to a higher octave, you begin to see things that you can't really see with the human vision. Okay. You begin to see things in a higher um, vibrational scale. And when you go really high, you begin to discover you're actually surrounded by a lot of things all the time. We are constantly moving interdimensionally. And the change in your brainwave that occurs in dream state facilitates the ability to see these higher dimensions. So when we, when we're, we, we can cultivate that in meditation, we create natural DMT, which allows us to link imagery to the kind of experiences that we're having biochemically, bioelectrically. Okay, so in my opinion, my humble opinion, what you experienced was potentially going into seeing your same environment in another dimension in which this being exists. It could be that that being is always there. You just now tune into something that you're able to see. And the way I look at these things is that everything is a fractal of ourselves because the nature of this system is that we kind of exist in a hologram. Okay, but when we think separate, we're definitely not separate from anything. And um, I can explain this deeper, but we kind of have something called a morphogenetic field. 
that it, it's kind of like an instruction manual for everything that creates form that is this physical body, all of which is kind of in, encoded in our DNA. And from DNA, we have the ability to access some of these informations interdimensionally. We kind of have fractals of ourselves that exist simultaneously in these kinds of alternate dimensions. And we access them through dream state, depending how deep we go in, in brain waves and also, you know, vibrationally. So this is just a one, one way to look at it. In the next time it happens, do you think it's a good idea to get in to try to get in contact with this being? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, I think the reason why you're having contact is because you're activating your higher faculties. And, and I think that's essential for humanity um, to learn how to navigate the unknown, to learn how to navigate the non-physical, to be able to have mastery over more than just this body, because we are very multidimensional. And most of the things that we interact in our physical world, we attract by resonance. We are still abiding by these laws of frequency. And it is the same interdimensionally. So if you have this opportunity that to interact with something, it's not by chance or random. You are literally aligning with something. But the key is to be able to be brave, not have fear, and enter and explore these, kind of like an explorer into these unknown experiences. There is a high initiation in a sense, there's a high alchemical ability that the human has to transmute fear that really allows the entire bio, biochemical electrical system to activate higher faculties. We can have telepathic communication, we can remote view, we can bilocate, we can do all these things with the body by cultivating these tools. So I think they are wonderful opportunities for us to learn how to do that. You know these experiences it's very interesting and you know what i think something strange is happening with me the last few months <laughs> a few months back i was in in frankfurt germany i was at a conference and i was there as a speaker and after the conference we were laying down in the grass and chilling just doing nothing and i closed my eyes and it was bright daylight and when i closed my eyes and this was the first time that happened. And I told it to my podcast friends from my German podcast. Also, what happened to me and they said, that's you. It was this and it was that. There was this, like I had my eyes closed for like six or 10 seconds. And then I saw this grid coming from, from behind. I don't know how to explain it. It came from behind. Like from, I saw it with my inner eye. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Yes. It came from behind. And it moved like this in front of me and it was red, blue. I don't know. I think I remember red and blue. It was like a grid and it moved and it, it turned, it turned in circles and then it was gone. And then I saw um, something like, like a, let's call it a town. And I saw, it was like a science fiction movie. I told my, my buddies, I saw strange things. I saw... Um, a being with a flat head, like like um, two plates. If you put two plates on each other, with a with a long neck and no chin, um, like big eyes and a very small mouth, and and it and it looked outside of a window, like like I see you in in the Zoom window, and it was looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I had the feeling, it looked at me like, what is he doing? Why is he sneaking around here? Mm -hmm. And 
I I thought it was just like a daydream or or so. But my yeah. my friends told me, no, no, there's more about it. And I said, I'm not that guy who have experiences <laughs> like this. What do you think about that? Oh, I think I think you're waking up your abilities, dear. But you know, um, there are a couple of things I want to comment. Uh, the number of people that are remembering their ET contact, because most people suppress their experiences. And I'm talking interdimensional, your experiences, including this kind of phenomena, okay? Um, most people, they're not conscious of the experiences. It'll be very vague. They're not sure. They just completely don't remember. And for that reason, people sometimes will get hypnotherapy and then dive into the uh, memories, okay? More than ever, more people are remembering their contact. There are more conscious people that are having these kinds of experiences like you're having all around the world. And people are talking about them. And I believe that this is as a result of the nature of our existence. We are literally moving the way that this entire universe moves. It's like a spinning. It's like a, a, a it's a spin uh, because um, the, the, the mathematical design of how life force has chosen to move in this universe is like a fractal and the way that that fractal operates is like a toroidal spin like movement just like our dna just like the universe is moving and what that means is that we're kind of moving through different octaves of vibrational frequency collectively i feel that at this time we're kind of moving into a new octave which allows more people to have these kinds of experiences so that's one thing i will mention but the other part of it is that um, I, I want to remind that these experiences are not induced by any kind of drug or stimulants, uh, at least in, 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 in the cases that I'm discussing with you. Uh, I've never done drugs in my life. Uh, so the DMT that I'm talking about is naturally occurring. It's a chemical that we create naturally. And there are ways to do that. You can trigger that by meditation, by alchemization, uh, by cultivating life force in the body, we have the ability of doing that. So when we learn how to do that, and it seems like you've been doing that, Daniel, organically, it's inherent in us. You begin to have these visions of these other dimensions that are existing simultaneous to our, you know, physical realm. So I think that keep, you know, don't be afraid. It's always good to go deeper, try to to learn from these beings, what, what, why, why are they there? You know, he wants to know about you and maybe you can tune into them. You would be surprised sometimes the information that comes through. Um, but I always suggest that my clients learn how to always stay in neutrality, neutrality. Uh, you know, don't go into fear. Don't go into too much joy, just be neutral. And that way you can get pure information. If that is something that you're interested in, you know, I'm not sure if I like it. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how it and goes. Do you think maybe uh, our past lives might have to do with some of these contacts, or um, or maybe yeah. even having these uh, past lives of being ETs at one point too? Absolutely. I've heard there's there's people who have claimed that they're being contacted because their soul is once e once used to be an ET soul basically yeah. or they were just curious on how our souls work and how reincarnation works and stuff like that i wonder if you maybe had some clients that may have, may have told you about their past lives or 
Absolutely. And let's talk about what past lives are, essentially. See, we think in very linear time way, we think blind time is linear, but in reality time, it's more like a sphere, okay? We actually exist simultaneously with all these things. In this moment, we are interdimensionally moving in things. And that means that in these other dimensions that we access, there is no way to calculate whether that's this present moment or that. I mean, we kind of have a sense of that with our limited understanding of our, our physics, our astrophysics and how time moves when you leave Earth, right? Um, that's because time is something we create in, here on Earth, okay? Um, but if you think about these interdimensional beings, um, what we're interacting with are potentially past or future aspects of ourselves that we're interacting with. And past lives function in this same way. We actually exist simultaneously in many dimensions. And that's what past lives are. When we access a, a memory of ourselves being, I don't know, King Lear in somewhere, you know, um, this is like something that we connect with. Okay. And it's an archetype also, because the way that information organizes in this planet, everything has a way of self-organizing very intelligently, both in the body and in this system, uh, psycho, psycho bioelectrically. Okay. Um, and the information, just like we have our astrological signs, you know, we have 13, 12 signs, and some people say 13. Um, there are there are these archetypes that things organize in. Both ET species are kind of organized in that way. Once you hear thousands of stories of people with different kinds of ETs, their characteristics, their traits, and we equate that more to like a vibrational range. Okay, what's the vibrational range? These archetypes are talking about different frequencies of, of people. Okay, the beings, I, I shouldn't say people, beings. Um, and so we are interacting and we cycle through the interactions of those. So in past lives, we access an archetype of ourselves. We experience another archetype of ourselves here now. Um, and essentially humans have the opportunity to experience everything, that, that's the whole point. Um, and so, you know, the interesting thing is that in, in hypnotherapy, a lot of people begin to access their past life as an Arturian, for example. Um, and they begin to channel the Arturian information. It can be some high technology. People have uh, uh, been able to have formulas of medicines, you know, high technologies, um, all kinds of very interesting things. And so when they access that information, uh, they can apply that to change their lives. They can heal themselves. They can heal others. It is, it is a form of accessing a kind of wisdom that is connected to a collective beyond time and space. And I, I believe that's what these invitations from these beings, which are ourselves in other dimensions, are assisting us in. Or we assist each other, I guess. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. You, have a, you have a lot of knowledge. My God. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so yeah. much. Well, you know, you don't know anything. When you when you get to these levels of seeing things, there's so much information. You know, what I share with you is like this, you know, so much. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. I have a thousand more questions, but since we are a little bit short on time here today, yeah. we yeah. I think we have to quit, but we should definitely meet again and um have another talk. Like I said, I have so many more questions and 
It seems like you have a lot of answers to my questions. <laughs> I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you're very yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you again. But um, please stay with us for two more minutes, okay? Okay, yes. Yeah.